I don't love it, but I do like it. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Royalty with Jam podcast and I'm your host Sharon Molchak and I am so glad that you've joined me again. I'm going to be talking today about, in case you couldn't tell what I was talking about, Diana's statue and the unveiling that took place just this past week on July 1st which would have been Diana's 60th birthday. Quite a commemorative day. So Diana's statue was commissioned back in 2017 by Harry and William, and they asked Ian Rank Bradley to, to do a statue of Diana. And this is very long in the making. In fact, if I remember, I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to remember that when, it, when we heard about it in 2017, that that it was only supposed to take maybe two years. I I just don't remember it, the plan being that it would be unveiled on her 60th birthday. I could be remembering that wrong, but but I just have just felt that it was very long in, in the making, and perhaps they they did decide later on that it would be unveiled on her 60th because of just the timing of everything. So it was unveiled on July 1st and the guests of of the unveiling were Lady Sarah and Lady Jane who were Diana's sisters, who are Diana's sisters, and Earl Spencer, her brother. The other guests were Jamie Lothar Pinkerton, who was a former private secretary, Jerry Farrell, who um, was on the statue commission, I think that's what I was writing there, Guy, Guy Monson was a trustee, is a trustee for the Royal Foundation, John Barnes is with the Historical Royal Palaces, and Julia Samuel was Diana's close friend. Of course, um, the sculptor Ian Rank Broadley, Pitt Morrison, who was the garden designer, Rupert Gavin, chairman of Historical Royal Palaces, Graham Dillamore, who is the deputy head of gardens, and gardener Gary James, who is the head gardener for the Historic Royal Palaces. When I look at all of those people who were there, and there was just a tiny handful who were close, close friends and family. And I know that there was a lot, a lot said in the lead up to it about how um, everyone hoped that Kate, Catherine would be able to be there and that she was left off the guest list. A lot of people didn't like that. And some, many, assumed that it could have been because Megan wasn't going to be there, then then Kate couldn't be there. If one can't be there, then the other can't be there, which sounds very petty to me. And, I mean, I don't know if that was the case or at all, if, if Kate, Catherine, decided that because Megan couldn't be there, that then she wouldn't go. Um, but when I when I was looking at who was all there, I just went, you know what? This wasn't an intimate gathering. 
that that wasn't what it was at all so so the fact that that Catherine wasn't there um and or the children uh i i don't know i think you can look at it two ways and 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 one of you dm'd me and i really appreciated this dm because you said that the whole event was missing that that light that that Catherine brings to events and 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 I appreciated what you said there and then I thought you know this was this wasn't about it wasn't about Catherine it wasn't about Megan it was about Diana and her sons it was something that was going to be only about about her right the focus was on her if do you wonder if if Catherine had been there, if the focus would have been taken off Diana's statue? That's just something to think about. And especially if the children had been there, would the focus be taken off the statue? Would it be taken off of Diana? So that's that's just an interesting thing to think about. Now, another thing that I really like. Um, was the statement that was put out by a joint statement from Harry and William. I thought it was ridiculous in the lead up to it where it said that they weren't going to give a joint speech. And I I remember thinking, why would they give a joint speech? Who gives joint speeches? That means that you'd be sharing a microphone. And to me, that's nothing but awkward when you have to share a microphone or you go back and forth between the two of you. I, I think I, I think there was a lot of of media um, build up and and just kind of inflaming the the situation with with things like that. But in the end, they came out with a statement by them both that that said, today on what would have been our mother's sixtieth birthday, we remember her love, strength, and character, qualities that made her a force for good around the world, changing countless lives for the better. Every day we wish she were still with us, and our hope is that this statue will be seen forever as a symbol of her life and her legacy. Thank you to Ian Rank Broadley, Pip Morrison, and their teams for their outstanding work, to the friends and donors who helped make this happen, and to all those around the world who keep, who keep our me- mother's memory alive. Let me just focus on the very last line of that for a moment. To all those around the world who keep our mother's memory alive. Every once in a while when I post something, and I, I haven't, I don't do this as much anymore. Um, but I, if those of you who have been following me for a long time will remember that for about three years, every day I would do an OTD on this day in my stories. And it would just be a picture of Diana um, on that day, and I would have the year. I wouldn't have the date, um, but I, I would have the year that, uh, that the picture was taken. And every once in a while, I would get somebody DMing me saying, why do you keep doing this? Uh, just let her go. She's gone. She's dead. Let her go. Let her rest in peace. Um, only recently, I haven't had one of those in a long time because I haven't posted anything about Diana. But just recently, I can't even remember why. I, it must have been something to do with the statue. 
And someone DM'd me and said, you know, we don't care anymore. She's dead. She's gone. I don't know who this person was. I don't know how old they were um, or or when they started following the royals or, or what their situation was. But when I read this statement and the, that last line, and to those around the world who keep our mother's memory alive, I wonder, I just wonder, um, you know, if they're referring to social media accounts, you know, who, who are all about Diana, posting the wonderful things about her life. I just couldn't help but think that. And so, you know what? Not that it stopped me or, or, or hindered me or anything from, from posting about Diana, um, but to anybody who, who wants to post about her, I say, you know what? I think, I think her sons appreciate uh, the goodness that that Diana accounts are are focusing on from her life. So keep on keeping on and focus on her. Um, so looking at looking at these young men who <laughs> you know these brothers, there was so much written and I don't I don't even like to look at what was written anymore and because I really think that that social media really inflames the situation between them and uh, just a, and a lot of it is to sell papers you know a lot of times you see you know people saying must be a boring slow day um, and I so I but there was a lot of hype about what their what it would be like to see them together again and you know, would there would there be that that iciness between them? We all know what's gone on. Um, that doesn't need to be dredged up here. I'm I I think that they handled themselves with decorum. I think they handled themselves the way that in a manner that would have pleased their mother. Um, I don't think that anything has been put to rest, and a lot of people speculated that. You know, perhaps this statue, this Diana statue, would bring them together. Well, I think physically it brought them together. But as far as resolving uh, anything that has been done and said in the last two years, I don't think it has has changed any of that. But I do feel like they, they handled themselves well. And, and kudos to them for doing it. So... Um, you know, I, I get tired of, of, of speculating. We know that there's not a good relationship there. And I think that, you know, we'll just, just leave it at that for now. And, um, you know, I know that Harry keeps speaking out and keeps bringing things up. And I wish that he wouldn't. But, you know, they handled themselves well on this day in a manner that I feel would have made their mom proud. Um, and speaking of that, let's let's talk about the statue itself. Like I said, I don't love it, but I do like it. I was there in London a number of years ago, and and I had my husband and I had done the the tour of Kensington Palace, and then we came outside, and I wanted to go and look at the sunken garden. And but by the time I got there, my feet were so tired, my feet were aching, and 
my eyeballs did not want to look at another thing. I was so exhausted. And I don't think we even walked all the way around it, but um but we did we did walk up to it at the little windy path and and stood there and glanced in. And when I was there, it was the end of November. So there weren't any flowers blooming, but it was a very tranquil place. It was very peaceful, very quiet, and and very private in a, in a place that is, you know, in the middle of London. This is what what really surprises me about all of London is how busy it is and and the population of it. And then you've got these beautiful gardens where where all that noise just melts away. And and that's what happens I find here in the sunken Kensington sunken sunken garden is that you know it's just it's just developed so beautifully that it blocks out any of the noise um surrounding it and even though you know that the park is is used so much you know that really is a quiet place and i i remember i can't remember where i asked it but i just thought where when did diana go there in order for it to be quiet you know, to find it in a quiet place. But if any of you are wondering, I, I enjoy listening to the ITV podcast with Chris Ship and Lizzie Robinson. I enjoy them. Uh, I like how they just put out the facts. And, and he spoke to, I think he would have spoken to, I think it was Gary James, the head gardener, who, who told him that she would go there early in the morning and like around 7, 7.30 in the morning. And that's when it was very quiet there. She would come back from her run. And, and that's when she would take advantage of, of the garden. So I always found that. So I found that very interesting. Um, as for the statue, it's, well, yeah, okay. Let's, let's talk about the statue itself. When it was unveiled, when that, that green cloth um, was pulled off, um, I didn't have a gushing, warming sense of, oh, it's beautiful. Uh, it, it took me, it took me a moment, uh, to, you know, cause you gotta, you gotta take it in. And, um, and the more I looked at it throughout the day, my appreciate, appreciation of it did grow, but, the one thing that I that I strongly felt was that it made her look muscular, and and Diana was so, um, so well proportioned, and that that was one of the beauty beautiful things about her was, you know, her arms, her shoulders, her waist, her hips, everything was in proportion, and I feel like the statue makes her look quite quite muscular and and perhaps perhaps the physicality of it just makes her look a little a little masculine um i was hoping to be able to talk with beth and holt um about about what they had chosen for her to be wearing in in this 
And it came out, I think, was it 1983 Christmas card? Oh, I could be so very wrong. Don't get, don't, don't even pay any attention to that date that I just gave you. But in a Christmas card um, with just Harry and William and Diana, she was wearing this blouse and this skirt and that, that wide belt. I know, I know a couple of people said that belt is too thick, it's too, the, the buckle is too, too much. But I, I do believe he got the proportions right on the belt. And it was that wide. And the buckle was quite big. Um, and so he, he got it right with what she's wearing if, if it was taken from that Christmas card. And, um, but I found it interesting that, that this was what they would choose for her to wear. But, but then when you think about it, it's not, it's not an evening gown. And because an evening gown is just was just one part of her of Diana's duties as as the princess of wales and you know it wasn't her in slacks or pants which would be just another part wouldn't it but perhaps this was was just a happy medium that they could settle on that that represented her more fully and and I know that um Ian the Ian Rank broadly said that you know the statue represents Diana in her later years um just before she died uh when she had come into herself and and the children represent you know the the charities and and whatnot that that she um that she was part of throughout her her um her life her of service the children also the child behind her i know i know a lot of people have said you know why is that child behind behind her it looks like oh we'll just throw something in there and um but the child behind her was apps actually representing um the mischievousness um, of of her boys. That's what uh, Ian Rank Broadly uh, said that this child was representing the mischievous of her boys that she loved, and uh, so that's why he put that put that child there. Um, if you're thinking that you can get right up close to the statue when you go, you can't. In fact, you can't walk down into the sunken garden. That is not open to the public at all ever the uh the closest you can get is you can see in some of the pictures you can see a gate behind the statue that's the closest that you can get to seeing the to seeing it you can't get right up there and step on the plinth that it's on um it's it so you might be quite disappointed i i did read some comments from some people who had gone down and, and stood in line to to see it and they were quite disappointed that you couldn't get closer to it so if that if you're thinking that you can get all nice and close to it you cannot I'm sorry I'm sorry about that but you can't um, as for you know it would be so hard to get Diana's face right I bought a magazine a hello magazine just the other day and I don't normally, but this was commemorating her 60th birthday. And the picture on it I found very interesting because I feel like that picture that they chose 
uh, and maybe I'll put it up in my stories, was perfect. It perfectly captured the um, the mischievous, the, the impishness that Diana had, the the way that she would dip her chin and and look look out at people. And I felt like that picture did her great justice. I think that that would be something very difficult to do to capture in 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 a statue. Um, I, I can't even begin. I mean, I'm, I have no artistic ability whatsoever. And I, I would not say that it looked like her at all in facial features. But how would you capture those features off, off her in a statue? I, I think that would have been an impossible task. And, and as someone said, you know, in a hundred years that people will look at that and go, that was Diana. Um, but it would be so difficult to to see that for, as people who have seen so many pictures of her, who saw so many videos of her and, you know, watched her. Um, it would be very difficult to capture all of that. And as someone someone did say, statues are are not for the living. Statues are the, for those who are long dead. And, and Diana is not long dead. And she's still very close to many people's hearts and memories. So, um, so that's, that's what I wanted to say about, about her statue. Um, I would love to go and see it. Um, and hopefully I will get to London next year and I'll be able to go to, to the Sunken Garden and look at it. I think it's situated in a beautiful spot in the garden. Um, my only other thought was, and I, my only other thought was that if it was placed off to the side, if this was somewhere that Diana came and to seek solitude, um, I can't think that she would be sitting out in the middle of the garden, but probably off to the side. I could be wrong but uh, sitting off to the side where she wouldn't be seen. And, and so my only thought was that that pr- might have been somewhere nice to, to have put the statue is off to the side. But having said that, I would have thought then that it would have been a statue of her sitting on a bench. And if you saw my Insta Live that I did, um, talking about many people said, Oh, you know, they better not have her sitting on a bench. Some people said, oh, I hope she's sitting on a bench thinking about the Taj Mahal and the, her picture there. And I think there's far too much history with Diana sitting on a bench. And even though this, the statue was commissioned long before um, Megan's book, The Bench, came out, I don't think people would be able, it, it's, too, it, it, it's too close, right, with the unveiling and with the book. Um, that people would forget the history and and how when the statue was commissioned and might start to put those two together. So I'm actually very glad that they didn't have her sitting on a bench. And if they did have her tucked off in a corner, no one would be able to see it. Because as I said, you can't walk actually walk down into the garden. You have to observe it from outside the gates. So, um, I think it's in a good spot. I can't think of a better place in the garden for it to be. If it had been in the very center of the garden, um, then it would have made it the Diana 
garden. And it's not the Diana garden, it's the sunken garden. So having her at the end, or whichever, however you want to say where she is, having her where she is, I think, I think it's a good place to have the statue. At the end of the day, though, it only, it all comes down to if her sons like it, that's all that matters. And um, Chris Ship also in his podcast speaking about the unveiling, he spoke with Ian Rank Broadly and the sculptor who said that perhaps this will be, this is the first physical um, representation of Diana. And, and perhaps this might in some way lead to some healing in, in William and in Harry, because it will be an actual place, um, you know, to, to look at. It, I, I'm very glad that we didn't see when William took his family to, to look at it. Uh, I don't feel like that would have been any of our business. But I think that this will be a beautiful place for her grandchildren to look and say, this is Granny Diana. So hopefully in the years to come, that, that that's what it will be. I know many people felt like the, she shouldn't have had the children around her. Some people felt that the children should have been William and Harry. I didn't think so. I never felt that. I, I, I felt like that would have been creepy. And, and maybe it wouldn't have been, but I just kind of felt that, no, they're still living. They're, they don't need to be cast beside her. Um I felt like that would have been strange, so I'm glad that that it wasn't. It was. It did surprise me a little bit that she, there were children around her, but you know, I think it's going to grow on us all. And I did do just pull up my insights here, and I did do that um, that poll in my stories asking you guys. Uh, how you felt about it. In fact, the question was, what do you think of the statue? One, you love it. Two, don't like it at all. Three, it may take a while, but it will grow on me. And four, I'm starting to appreciate it the more I look at it. And the numbers, I thought, were very, very hopeful, very optimistic. So most of you, most of you said that you loved it. Um, a quarter of you who uh, who tapped on, who who answered this, said that you didn't like it at all, and that was just a quarter. And I was quite surprised from from the statements from from the comments in under the posts that I made. I thought that there would be far more people who would say that they didn't like it at all, and uh, and then the second highest ranking was that it may take a while, but it'll grow on me. And I'm feeling like that's the way it, I, I, my answer was, it's, I'm starting to appreciate it the more I look at it, but it, it will take a while for me to, to fully appreciate it. And I think that that full appreciation for me will come when I actually visit the garden and, and see the setting in which it's, it is. And perhaps, perhaps, and now I, I am, I'm quite a spiritual person and, and I do believe that, that we have spirits. And, you know, perhaps when we visit the garden, uh, if you go there at in the right frame of mind, in the right frame of heart, perhaps you might 
capture um, a little bit of that spark that was Diana. In other news, this has been crazy two weeks for the royal family. And and for anyone posting about the royal family, I got quite I got quite tired every day. It was like something new was popping up and as excited as I was for it, I you know, I kinda got into the um the slow pace throughout the pandemic of of how things came out. And so um it was very exciting to have so much to post about. Um but it was also very, um, very interesting to do so. Uh, can I just say that Prince George at the game with his parents, what an amazing surprise and, and what fun. And I want to say thank you to everyone for not bringing the ridiculous comments that I have seen in so many other places. The argument, yeah, it was an argument taking place about what Prince George was wearing to the game. I thought it was beautiful to see him in a little suit and tie, is just, you know, copying his dad. And I can't help but think that this was something that he was really excited to be at. Even though, you know what, he wasn't smiling through the whole thing, but we know Prince George is a quiet little boy. And this was a huge crowd and he's very aware He's become very aware of himself and and the eyes that are on him. So, you know, it to me, people were saying, not to me, but I was seeing it in other things, that, uh, that he must have been dragged there. And no, no, I thought this was a beautiful moment. And I don't believe that William and Catherine are at a point in their lives where they would be pulling any of their children to an event that they didn't want to be at. Just like um, the Sandringham Run, where, surprise, surprise, on Father's Day, there was William with, with George and with Charlotte. And how beautiful was that? That was just the cutest sight to see. And they looked very shy to be up there. But you know what? I thought that he did such a good job of, you know, keeping that, physical contact with them, you know, that reassuring hand on Charlotte's shoulder and, and, you know, holding the mic and they, they all did the countdown together. What a beautiful thing that they, you know, that they could do that with their dad on Father's Day. Um, I thought that was, that was wonderful. Uh, another thing, the Queen was in Scotland and so, Am I the only one who has to be reminded constantly that she's 95? I'd like to know when she plans on slowing down because she's not. She had engagements every single day. And then, shock of shocks, she finished her engagements in Scotland, got home as fast as she could to be a part of the... um to be a part of the, what am I trying to think of? The, oh my goodness, don't fail me now, brain. The Windsor, um, the Windsor, Royal Windsor Horse Show. Thank you. My 
goodness, that was painful. The Royal Windsor Horse Show. She suddenly, she suddenly shows up there, you know, and you could just see on her face. She was so happy to be there. And it's like, she was not going to, to miss this, you know, after such a busy week in Scotland, not a chance in the world that, that she was going to miss, um, the Royal Windsor Horse Show that takes place practically in her backyard. She drove herself to it. I think she was still in the coat, right? In that blue coat on that first day, um, that she had been wearing. It's like, and, and, you know, we, her hat was off. She, she was there that, and she was all smiles and it was beautiful to see just to see her. And, it, you know, because last year it was canceled and you could just feel, you know, how, how sad she was that it was canceled last year. And so there was no way in the world that she was going to miss, miss this one. She looked so happy and, you know, I did read, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who wrote it, um, but someone made the comment that perhaps the reason she looks so happy, not that she's not allowed to look happy, but, you know, you kind of look at it and, and go, she she hasn't been a widow for very long. So is it is it strange that she is looking so happy? But someone, as I was going to say, someone wrote, and I think it was on Twitter, that perhaps she was concerned for Philip's health for so long and concerned for him that now she knows where she where he is. She knows that he is at peace and that he's good. He's okay. And we know that she is a woman of faith. And, and as such, you know, that would bring great peace to her. And they spent many, many years together. She has a wonderful uh, core group of people around her who, um, who are her friends, who, who take care of her, who provide comfort for her, who, you know, who who are just good for her. And I and I, I say that because they are obviously good for her because she is looking so amazing. And if you see my post from um, four days ago, and the, the picture is by um, Royal Focus, and, and it's a black and white, and she's beaming, absolutely beaming as she drives herself into the Royal Windsor Horse Show. So just beautiful that, that she did that. And there was the Duchess of Cambridge at Wimbledon for the first time. She was not there the first couple of days, um, but then she did arrive and it was wonderful to see her. She, um, she helped prepare some food in the kitchen. She helped in the kitchen. Uh, the kitchens have been busy throughout the past year providing local meals to those in need. And um, so Kath, Catherine fin helped put the finishing touches on that. She looked great in, in her skirt and, and Smythe blazer, right? Like that Smythe blazer, am I saying it right? There's an E on the end, so I'm thinking it's Smythe, not Smith. Uh, that she has got so much wear out of this blazer and it makes me laugh because I was just at a store the other day 
and I turned around. It's a, it's a Canadian store. It's called Simon's. And I turned around, and there was the Smythe uh, collection. And I, I remember just looking at it, just going, hmm, I wonder if that blazer is here. It wasn't. But uh, she's had such wear out of it. I love to see it. It's like seeing an old friend. I love that she gets so many years. She was, she was wearing the Alessandra rich skirt, Smythe tailor jacket, mulberry handbag, which I loved, and white heels beautiful to see her. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we learned today that, um, that she was having to self-quarantine because she had come in contact with someone who was later, um, diagnosed with COVID. Uh, we don't know where she came in contact. I'm sure she doesn't limit herself to just when we see, uh, see her. Um, but it was very unfortunate because she was due to uh, be with William today. Uh, I'm recording this on Monday, um, Monday, Jan July 5th, I think it is. Is that the date? <laughs> Let me just check. It is. It's Monday, July 5th. So, um, yeah, she was due to be with, with William today. At uh, as he marked the 73rd anniversary of of the NHS, and he hosted a tea party at Buckingham Palace, and yeah, she was supposed to be with him. I think we were all looking forward to to seeing her there with him, and I looking at my pictures that I posted today of the event, and looking at how beautifully uh, some of the guests were dressed. I can't help but think that they were really looking forward to meeting Catherine and um, as thrilled as they would have been to meet William because I do believe he just seems to, he looks like he's a very good host. Uh, I think that there was, there was that slight disappointment that they weren't able to, to see her. And I, you know what, if I had been getting ready for this event, I would have been dressing with Catherine in mind. I really would have. So I can't help but think that some of them had dressed with her in mind. Not that she would ever say, you know, you know, give them the nod of approval. I don't think that she would focus um, on that because I think that might be rather crass to, to focus on. But, you know, you would dress to please. And uh, yeah, that, that, that would have been a disappointment. But um, a busy, busy week. There was also Harry before, in the morning of uh, July 1st, he did, he showed up for a Well Child Award winner's uh, garden party at Kew Gardens. And um, that was nice to see him there. He looked good doing that. And they, it was an event that I read was supposed to be in September, but they had moved it to accommodate him being in Britain on that day. I can't help but think that they're moving it. Does that mean, does that mean that Harry is not going to be back in the UK anytime soon? I think, I think that that to me, that's what that said. So just putting it out there um, for anyone who uh, who might be wondering about, you know, when they might come back. And please don't 
DM me and say, uh, you know, good riddance to them. I, it, it's not a popular belief amongst um, the Cambridge camp. And I, I do not believe in the Sussex squad or the Cambridge camp. I wish it could go back to where we all just cheered them all on. But honestly, you guys, what was, what was Harry supposed to do with his life? If he he is the first one, the first heir to the spare, spare to the heir, sorry. The, so the first spare to the heir who's actually gone and got himself a real life. I don't like, I don't love how, how he did it. I don't love how they're still doing it. But he had to do something. And I, I don't think anything that he would have chosen... Uh, would have made would have made the public happy. I think the only thing that would have made everybody happy would be for him to stay in the state that he was in, which I think for him was a very sad state. He was he was a third wheel to William and Catherine. Uh, did they get along great together? Yes, they did. But here's the thing to think about: Why did they get along great together? Did they get along great because? Harry stayed in this, in this, he was in his place. I I don't know if you understand what I'm saying like that, but, you know, in our families, we each have a, have a place in our family. Every person in a family has a place. And, and when we get back together with our families, no matter how old we are, we tend to fall back into that place. And most of the time, it's not good. It's, it's, we regress and, you know, because we, we go out, we live our lives, and we, we become mature adults, we have jobs, we, you know, we're, we are independent thinkers. And then we get back with our family, and we revert to, I revert to, you know, my five of seven. I'm five of seven. I'm, I'm the fifth child in the family of seven children. And, and so, you know, and, and I take on those behavioral characteristics that can be quite annoying to myself, because I know, like, why am I acting like this? Why am I saying these things? Why am I bowing down to my older siblings like this? I'm, you know, I'm this old. And I can't help but think that that Harry broke free. He, you know, he became him his own person. And I know there are many who are going to say that but is he really calling the shots? Is this really Harry? Is he really happy? I don't know if he's really happy, but I will say this. He's free. He had to do something, and he did it. What would have made all of us happy, I think in the long run, would, be, would have made him absolutely unhappy. And so I would much rather see him finding his way like this. He's blundering badly. I will say that. He's blundering badly. He's carrying on far too much, saying far too much. I wish he would stop, but at the same time, I would much rather see him making a life for himself than carry on in the manner which has been known to befall the spare to the air in, in, in history. So, um, don't get me wrong, I don't like the way that things have been done, 
but I like that he's getting on with his life. I look forward to the day when, I, one of my first thoughts when I saw his, their Montecito mansion, um, my first thought was that that's huge, spacious grounds. It, how sad it is that we won't see the Cambridge children or hear that the Cambridge children have gone to visit their cousins in the States. Because I think that, that where he's living and the, the mansion that they have bought and the area that they've bought in, bought in provides immense security and privacy and would be an ideal spot for William and Catherine to go and visit if the relationship was better. So I think, let, let me put this out there, you guys. If we want to see things like that happen, I think we need to stop slamming Harry at every turn for everything that he does. I think, I think we can we can disagree uh, with what he's doing with how he's doing it, but I think we need to be to start. And like I said, I am a woman of faith. We need to start praying for for them. And, you know, if you want so much for them to be in a better place, then start putting that out there in whatever form that you put it out there, whether it's prayer, whether it's meditation, whether it's good thoughts, however you do it, start putting those thoughts out there so that these brothers can reconcile. And let's stop contributing to the, to, to the ugliness that's out there and the, and the unkind thoughts um, whenever they do something, I mean, we can shake our heads, we can do whatever, but but let's try. Let's let's start to change how we do things here, and and start to put out good thoughts. Start to put out prayers. Start to send healing vibes in their direction. Can you do that with me? That's my invitation to you today. As I as I end this this uh, podcast, thank you so much for joining me. I love this because it forces me to really think about what do I really feel about what the royals are doing. And I do care. And I care very much. And and I thank you all for giving me great conversation in the comments under my posts on Instagram. I love it. Thank you so much for the community that is that is growing, continues to grow. And, and giving me a place to voice my feelings and voicing your feelings back with when you do it with optimism, with, with kindness. I love it. I really do. So please continue with that. Let me know what you thought of this podcast. Let me know your thoughts on everything that I talked about. Thank you so much for joining me today. And until we meet again, take care.